Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of the podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader in both business and in life and take it to that next level. Today, my guest is Brendan Kumarsamy. I hope that I said that close, all right. Brendan is the founder of Master Talk. He coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to become the top 1% communicators in their industry. He has also a popular YouTube channel called Master Talk with the goal of providing free access to communication tools for everyone in the world. Please join me in welcoming Brendan Kumarasamy. It's good to be on, Vicky. Thanks for having me. Yes, awesome. Well, I'm so happy to finally meet you. We have obviously like talents and skills of wanting to teach people to find their voice. So awesome to have a fellow coach for speakers. I always start out with easy question. Where do you call home? Montreal. Montreal. That's one place I have not been yet. I actually spent a stint in Toronto uh, whenever I launched uh, one of my projects when I was working for UPS, the UPS store location. So Montreal added some challenges because I had to have, uh, uh, no, actually Quebec was the challenge. I had to have two languages on everything. Okay, let's get into this. You are talking about the thing that we know is the number one fear of people beats out death. (laughs) I think all of us, you know, when we're little, we have no problem talking. We talk everybody's ear off. I have a three and a six-year-old grandson and they will talk you and talk to you and they have all of the vocal variety and the gesturing and the passion. And then somehow, from that time to whenever we have to actually use it to get paid, we're terrified. So what is the biggest challenge of public speaking in your mind today? Isn't that a fascinating observation, Vicki? You're absolutely right. You know, as kids, we're always like vivacious. You know, there's a great quote from the movie, Yes Man. And the quote goes something like this, you know, as the world's our, our playground, As kids, we know that, but as adults, we tend to forget it along the way. And for some reason, there's like this shift where we go from, I love communication 
to wow this sucks i see it as a chore i'm scared <laughs> to death about it so where does that transition occur and, I, and i've asked you know i've spent my career kind of thinking about this and there, there's actually a lot of simple answers here to help people vicky is let's go into school because that's where the transition happens but here's the thing vicky all of those presentations that we do in school where we learn communication right i'm being sarcastic here is there's <laughs> Right. There's three things that are wrong with all of those presentations. Mm -hmm. Let's tackle that. The first one is all of those presentations are mandatory. We don't wake up one morning and say, hey, Vicky, do you want to get breakfast and present all day? Like nobody really says that. <laughs> right. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is we never get to pick the topic. So it's never, hey, Vicky, what are you excited about? Brendan, what do you love? Julia, what do you love? Do you want to talk about egg rolls? Do you want to talk about leadership? Do you want to talk about potatoes? No, it's you got to talk about Shakespeare and uh, writing songs. <laughs> so you're just they're like, okay, it was like a Shakespeare milkshake or something. And the third problem, you know, you'd think this would be it. There's actually a third one, and it's the worst one. Every presentation, every single one, is tied to a punishment. So if you don't do a great job when you're five years old, it doesn't really matter because to your point, you know, you clap, you go, yeah. But when you're 13 years old and you're at the peak of your adult career, apparently, you lose 30% of your mark. So does it make sense that we're all scared of communication? Yep. If all of the presentations we get in our life are mandatory, they're tied to a punishment and we don't get to pick the topic. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I do a youth leadership for eight to 17 year olds and I do exactly as you say. I have them talk about themselves, what they're passionate about, what they love. And that allows them the freedom to then explore how can I make that even more exciting and, and bring back that that they lost. And I, I have to say, being a parent, sometimes we parents add to that stress too, don't you think? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like. Don't sit, don't talk, you know, until you're spoken to. So <clears throat> we called out that this is a problem for many adults. When would you suggest that they should start practicing public speaking? Definitely as soon as possible. I, I think the difference is more in terms of what stage of life people are at. So some people, mm -hmm. it might not be a coach. It might be like a Toastmasters group. But I would say, you know, it goes back to the remedy, right? How do we fix this? So, yeah. so there's a couple of things. The first piece to that story that, that you actually start of, started amazing. I actually should take that from you because I, I thought that was so <laughs> great what you said around when people are five years old, that they actually don't think about communication as a chore. So the first piece is the fear of communication is normal for all of us. Yeah. I mean, if we if we all go through an education system where we're taught communication the wrong way, surely enough, you know, we're, we're going to display that in the workplace and everything else that we do. But the other piece is to do something that I'm pretty sure everyone is listening to this, Vicky, probably didn't think of doing, which is dreaming about their communication skills. We dream about all of the things we want to get the things we want to buy the cars <laughs> we want to get the vacations the experiences we want to go on what about our communication skills so i'd love to begin the conversation vicky with this question and the question is how would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator yeah. 
Because for all of us, those reasons are different. It might be having a better relationship with our family. It might be getting a big raise at work. It might be uh, being better on a podcast. It might be hosting a podcast. When we start to really dream about our communication skills and imagining a life where we're better at it, it starts to create inner motivation within ourselves to master a lot of the tactics mm. that we're going to be talking about today. Very true. Very true. Now, one of the things that I teach as well, and I'm sure you do, is the next question that I have. We have found, like it or not, that we need to get better at presenting in this environment. Whenever you have your own business, if you aren't doing social media lives and TikToks and Instagrams, or you're on a Zoom and you're trying to sell or get your point across, people to buy in. If you can't do it in this environment, you're not gonna be successful, you'll be so frustrated. How do you recommend they get better at doing this? Absolutely. So a couple of thoughts there, Vicki. Let's go through the differences between online and in-person. And there's mm -hmm. three main differences. Okay. The first one is eye contact. So we're in an in-person room and there's multiple people in that room, we deviate our <laughs> eyes, right? We move our body, right? To talk to everyone, right? But in, in what's nice about online is whether we're speaking to one person on a Zoom call or 10,000, you only have to look in one place, which is the camera lens, right? Yes, yes, love the camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the camera is great. So you can put like a post-it note if you want next to it that says like, look here or else. That's like a fun, <laughs> sarcastic one. You can have like a picture of your favorite food or your family next to your camera lens. So it always yeah, keeps your eyes definitely on the lens. So that's the first one. Second key difference is energy. Let's face it, Vicky. It's a lot easier for us to show up with energy when it's in person mm -hmm. versus virtually. So what's the strategy? The strategy is practice what you were going to say online whenever yeah. possible, offline first. Mm -hmm. Try and do it in person so that you can feel people's energy and then bring it back online. One of the secrets that not a lot of people know about my YouTube channel, Vicky, is I'm always presenting to an audience of one, <laughs> right? Which is my creative director is behind the camera. So I'm always yeah. practicing in front of somebody. That's how I'm able to show up with a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. So that's the secret. So that's number two. Number three is accessibility from, for the audience. So when you're in person presentation, you're having a meeting and you want feedback, you can just get lunch with the people in the room. It's very easy. <laughs> that's right. But virtually, that's very difficult to do because, you know, it's kind of like a box. And the second the screen's done, well, it just moves on to the next meeting. So instead, what you want to do is force that interaction. Try and bring those relationships back to in-person or at the mm -hmm. very least, try and get on some Zoom calls or some phone calls with your audience so you get the advice and the feedback that you need to succeed. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yes, uh, the eye contact thing. People don't really understand that when you look away, when you try to check out the gallery and everything, you break that connection that you had. That moment is lost. So definitely a key one right there. What do you think about having a pre and post five, 10 minute of networking to build that relationship that you, you didn't get because you didn't have that networking time before your meeting or the after the meeting in person, right? So what would you recommend for that? Is that something you would do? Or is there another way that you would do that networking? 
Absolutely. So two pieces to that, Vicky. Excellent question. So one part is absolutely. If if we can stay on five, 10 minutes, for sure. I'm actually doing this for a keynote I'm doing in a few days now, where there's like an extra 10-minute breakout where you can just talk after the speech nice. is done. But the other piece that's a principle not a lot of people think about is when it comes to networking. A lot of us think networking is going to this dark room, this <laughs> event, and like taking a business card and like coming up to somebody like you and going, here you go. And then like <laughs> creepy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably in that context. Whereas, you know, the advice I always like to say is that the biggest mistake that people make with relationship building is they take their winners for granted. What yeah. do I mean by that? You actually don't get to shake a lot of hands in our life if you really think about it. So let's say somebody's 25 years old right now. Okay, so let's say, I don't know, you're like 25 or 30. Let's assume that. And we live for 50 more years. So let's say we live from 25 to 75. Okay, That's 50 years. So now the question is, in those 50 years, every single year, how many people do we meet on average? Well, most people, if they're lucky, they probably meet somebody new every few days, maybe. So in a year, they might meet 100 people, give or take. So not to be a mathematician here or throw <laughs> too many numbers, but that's only 5,000 people, Vicky. So the question we need to ask ourselves is not, how do I get everyone to like me? How do I get Vicky and Tom and James and <laughs> everyone to take me? But rather say, who do I want those 5,000 people to be? Yeah, That's a very different question. And the best way to find those 5,000 people is go to the 5, 10 people you already like, the people that you love, the people you'd give your life for, the people you'd give your business to, like the people that you do anything for. And those 10 business relationships, those 10 friendships, a, make sure they all know each other. B, send them video messages. Appreciate them. Don't take your winners for granted. And C, the most important one, make sure they introduce you to their winners too. Uh, That's the best way to network. Yeah, like minds. So good. So we have a habit of doing things over and over and over again and as a Toastmaster. And that is practice makes perfect, right? So what daily exercises do you recommend to those that you coach to become better communicators? Absolutely. I call this the three fives. So it only takes 15 <laughs> minutes a day. And if you do this for 15 minutes a day, you'll definitely get the result. So let's go through exercise number one. Exercise number one is the random word exercise. So all you have to do is pick a random word like spoon, like wall, like the color white, anything, and give random presentations. Oh. Five minutes, five oh. different words. That's the first one. And the key is don't overthink the actual how it sounds, is just do it. I always like to say if we can make sense out of nonsense, we can make sense out of anything. And that's really the point. It helps build the resilience up over time. That's number one. Exercise number two is called the question drill. Mm -hmm. So the question drill is simply this. We've all been in situations where we get asked a question. We're not really sure what the answer is. Ah, oh, Vicky is asking me this question about communication. I'm like, oh, I don't really think about that. <laughs> right? So we always have questions where we don't know the answer to. Question drills fix this, Vicky. So all you have to do is for five minutes every day, think of one question, just one, that you think somebody's going to ask you about your business, about a podcast that you're on, about work, and spend the last four minutes just reflecting on an answer. If you do that every single day for a year, you'll have answered 365 <laughs> questions about your business, which is pretty insane if you think about it. 
That's number two. Mm -hmm. And then finally, number three is send video messages. I'm not asking people to post on social media. You don't want to post on YouTube, totally fine. You don't want to be on LinkedIn, totally fine. I'm not going to be like Gary Vee and say, go post on TikTok. But what I will say (laughs) is what are you doing for your winners? Those top three to five people that have already poured into you. When was the last time you sent them a video message? And I would argue for most people listening to it, the answer is zero. (laughs) So send a few video messages. That's it. 15 minutes a day, five times. uh, Sorry, five minutes each exercise. Yeah, I have the app on my um, email that's BombBomb that allows you to insert a video into your email. Because a lot of times, you know, I'm on email quite a lot. And so in addition to that SMS texting where you can do the videos, email. And it's unusual. People open it up. They like it too. All right. We talked about exercises. We talked about how to overcome our struggles, presenting online. You didn't learn all this last night. I'm sure you must call on other sources. So what are some book recommendations? We should all do personal development every day, 10 pages every day. So what recommendation would you give as the maybe top two or three books to read? No, you're right, Vicky. I didn't learn it last night. I learned it last week, actually. (laughs) You're a fast learner, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I just woke up and said, I should probably become a public coach. You're way ahead of me. (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm kidding. Absolutely. Books are, are a big part of that. So I would say the one book I always like to recommend mm-hmm. is a book called Thirst by Scott Harrison. Oh. So Scott Harrison is the CEO of Charity Water. Not a lot of people know mm-hmm. about the book. That's why I always mm-hmm. like to, to say it. And, and what he did essentially is he started a nonprofit to help people gain access to clean water. So what does this have to do with communication? The reason I like mentioning Scott's book, absolutely, is because He's a practical example of one success if we apply the principles from today. Mm. So when he gives a speech, this is what I call high stakes communication, because when he's giving a keynote, if he misses the ball, millions of people go without clean water. So it's very risky. He has to really deliver that presentation and knock it out every single time. And he doesn't have margin for error. So what's great about that is it's a practical example of how a story of someone completely normal, who used to be a nightclub promoter in New York City, used the power of storytelling and messaging to create the biggest water charity in America. And I think it's a fascinating tale. And there's a quote, too, that always stuck with me, Vicky. And the quote is, the goal is not to live forever, but rather create something that will and that always challenged me to think about what am I creating in life that lives forever. That is an awesome quote. Could you repeat that one more time in case people didn't catch it? Of course, happy to. The goal is not to live forever, but rather create something that will. Awesome, awesome. And it was funny, as you were giving that story, and I was writing down Thirst by Scott Harrison, right, is the name? Yeah, got it. Perfect. And I wrote down storytelling, because as you were describing him and the importance of it, you have to have storytelling. You have to be able to grab your audience, right? And take them to that point where they see themselves in that story. And so I'm so glad that you mentioned storytelling. Excellent. That leads me to my next easier question, I think. Maybe. You're kind of young. So I I might, I, I don't know. What would three pieces of advice you wish you had known? I have 
when you were 20 or 30, which is probably right where you are right now. So what, but as you started your journey as a speaker and a coach, what wish did you, would you have to have somebody given you this dropped in your lap, these nuggets that would have made your life so much easier then? Absolutely, Vicky. So a couple of things, I would say the first one, and, and you're right, I'm definitely not the oldest, uh, oldest guy <laughs> in town. I would say the first one is time is far more valuable than money. I think this is something that's not well understood, even from people who are much wiser than me, because you could have a billion dollars, but you can't buy back your time. So when we start to realize how important time is, we start to optimize against it. We start to take it more seriously, which brings me to point number two. And this is by a quote from Tony Robbins, the quality of your life is solely determined by the quality of the questions that you dare to ask yourself about life. And, and I added a little bit of like the word dare that's more my, my, my seasoning on, on Tony Robbins's quote, but I, I feel that if you can ask yourself one hard question about life every day, you'll gain a vast amount of self-awareness that most human beings don't have, which leads me to the third piece of advice is what I call 80-20 questions. I'm sure we're all familiar with the Pareto principle, right? What is the 20% of the actions that creates 80% of the re result? Mm -hmm. So my version of that is what is the 20% of the questions that leads to 80% of the clarity for our life, right? Awesome. So, so I'll give you a couple of fun ones that most people would be shocked to hear. So uh, one, one question is, if you had all the money in the world, how would you spend your time? So if I gave somebody a billion dollars right now, what would you do with your time? They'd be like, oh, I'd travel. I'd be like, okay, for how long? And then what? So start reflecting. So it ran out. <laughs> So that, that's probably what I would say that, you know, if you're 99 years old on your deathbed and you had an option of coming back to right now, what would you do right now and why? Like, these are the types of questions that really challenge us and help us optimize for the resource we can never buy back that's constantly running out, which is time. So very true. So very true. All right. This is the time where we're doing rapid fire questions. I'll give you five words or phrases and you just at the top of your mind, respond to whatever you uh, think best would answer. Master talk, best episode ever. <laughs> I love this. Uh, probably th three daily public speaking exercises because I guess the most popular and it's helped the most lives. Oh, excellent. So everybody can watch that on YouTube. Best way to present to groups. Best way to one-on-one, -on -one, right? Yeah, realize that if one boat sinks, all of them will too. <laughs> so hire. So make sure that as the leader who's listening to this podcast, take ownership of your team, understand everyone's strengths and weaknesses, and make sure that the boat doesn't sink. Yeah, very true. Communicating as an introvert. I would say understand that it is a myth that extroverts are better speakers than introverts. And the reason, I know this is rapid fire, so I'll be quick. <laughs> just understand that introverts have a lot of advantages that most introverts don't think about. Because all my best clients are introverts, surprisingly. Examples, they're better listeners like you are right now on this podcast. That's why you're able to ask better questions. They're better, listen, uh, better at listening. We already went through that. Better at pausing, the most fundamental skill in communication. I sucked at that most of my life. <laughs> and they're less polarizing as well. Gary Vaynerchuk, 
I love him to death, but a lot of people don't like him. But nobody says that about Brene Brown. Everyone loves Brene Brown. Last one. Communicating, or I'm sorry, your best way to travel. Would it be a car, a train, or a plane? Hmm. Best way to travel. I'd probably say a flight. I really like flights. It makes me feel fancy. Even if I never, <laughs> even if I never ride first class, I like it. <laughs> get to where you're going faster and get to the good stuff, right? Yeah. All right. And then the final one actually is the best way to relax before giving a speech. Understand the purpose of the speech and why you're giving it. Like getting really clear. You know, I always like to say is that the fear will always stay with us because if Elon Musk called me right now and told me to coach him, I'd probably shit my pants, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's more about, you know, going back to who is this for? And once we understand who it's for, we can show up for any, any obstacle or challenge in the way. Yeah, I think to add to that is you have to believe in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, come into that. Very good. This has been really interesting. Lots of good tips. As always, I will share my screen to be able to let folks see how to get in contact with you. So if you are watching this on video, get your pen and pencil out or camera, whatever you want to write down uh, those on audio. I will repeat a couple times the website to get to Brendan. So Brendan will give you information about his free gift in a minute. His email is K-U-M-A-R-A-S-A-M-Y dot Brendan, B-R-E-N-D-E-N at gmail.com. That's Kumasara, Kumar Asami dot Brendan at gmail.com. Again, K-U-M-A-R-A-S-A-M-Y dot B-R-E-N-D-E-N at gmail.com. His website is www.rockstarcommunicator.com. Love that URL. <laughs> Again, that's www.rockstarcommunicator.com. Rockstarcommunicator.com. And his social media is Master Talks for YouTube. And on LinkedIn, you can find him at Brendan Kumarasamy. Why don't you tell us about your free gift? And um, we can get that at that www.rockstarcommunicator.com. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. I'm going to remember that forever. I love it. Yeah, we, we got really lucky with the URLs, 10 bucks, yes. and it was the greatest <laughs> miracle of our life. But but yeah, absolutely. So, so every few weeks, Vicky, we do we do a free training over Zoom. This is not a recorded boring webinar. This is live. It's interactive. Nice. And we're helping people with their communication skills. So if you want to join one of those calls for free, you can just go to that website. Don't worry about emailing me. You'll probably have trouble getting my name right. But go to rockstarcommunicator.com and you're yeah. all set. Go to that website. I can't wait to uh, have the folks react to me uh, on how uh, your website has changed their life. <laughs> Awesome. And as always, I do a slight promotion of my book that came out in February. It is Unstoppable, 
being fierce, fearless, and unfuckwithable in life and business. It was by Rochelle Marie Lawson. I'm one of 21 authors and Mike chapters five, growing your confidence, critical steps to leading in the 21st century. And you can pick that up on Amazon. Enough of that. Let's get back to Brendan to say thank you so much for being here today. I loved your stories. You gave great tips. You had wonderful hand gestures and eye contact filled with great vocal variety and passion. You can tell that you love what you do. I went to encourage everyone to go to his website to learn more about him and check out his YouTube channel, Master Talk. Please take advantage of his free gift for that free training and I just want to remember or to remind you that until next time, remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling from Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. See you next time. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.